ask successful people how they got where they are, almost no one says, I did it myself. Job and career success depends on accessing networks, meeting the friends of friends, who create linkages to employment. Internships are part of these network pathways. They help young new workers develop both technical and non-cognitive or soft skills and introduce them to the habits of work. They can be mind-expanding by inspiring a sense of the vastness of opportunity the American economy affords. For Emily Moda, Shannon Brooks, and Mamodu Jata, First Workings, a New York City-based mentoring program for youth from disadvantaged communities, provided this opportunity-expanding experience. In this episode, which is part two of our graduation season mentoring miniseries, we explore the impact of First Workings and how it helped and is helping these bright, ambitious, and accomplished young people find their way in the world of work. Emily, Shannon, Mamadou, thank you so much for joining us on Hardly Working. I'm so excited about this conversation that we're going to have about your uh, experience with First Workings, which I think is a really important and interesting effort. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of your experience um, with the program, I always like to try to give our listeners a chance to get to know you as people um, and your backgrounds and your interests and so on. So let's do a let's do a lightning round here um, and just talk each of you. We'll start with Emily, but uh, just give us a little bit of an overview of who you are, uh, where you come from, your family, your background, your interests, passions, um, what you're focusing on academically or in work. What do you like to do in your free time? So let's let's start with uh, let's start with Emily. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, my name is Emily Mota. Um, I was born and raised in the South Bronx. Um, I had a big interest in film since I was like very young, since probably a freshman in high school. And, um, you know, I knew that I wanted to pursue that throughout, you know, my high school and college career, even beyond. Um, I started first workings um, actually at their first year. Um, and even through there, um, I started with working towards like going into entertainment. And um, currently, um, I actually graduated from the University of California in May 2020. So during the pandemic. Um, and currently I am um focusing on finding um full-time opportunities mainly in um bigger media companies like Viacom CBS or NBC Universal or even Warner Media. Great summary of your background. Tell us a little bit about your kind of interests. Uh how did you how did you discover this interest in film for yourself? Yeah, so um I remember when I was a freshman in um high school, there was like um we had this career day and it was just like a whole bunch of people from different um backgrounds came and just talked about like what they did. And there was this woman and she was working in commercials and she just talked about her experience and something in me just like kind of clicked and I was like, wow, like this is what I want to do. And currently, like um, even now, like I PA on commercial sets. So like I am actually like working, you know, through and like trying to like find something more permanent. But yeah, like when like when I found that interest, I kind of like started to, um, you know, watch a lot more movies. And even like on YouTube, I used to watch like behind the scenes on how movies are made and like what sets are. And when I actually did go on sets, I kind of like had that experience already by watching, you know, behind the scenes and stuff like that. So exciting. <clears throat> it's so exciting for people to discover that that and have that moment where it's like all of a sudden somebody turns on a light switch and it's like, yeah. yes, this is this is who I am. This is what I want to do. Uh, we don't get enough of that. And then and then to like sort of find the pathway into the profession. So congratulations. That's really wonderful. Shannon, let's hear about your journey. Hi, um, my name's Shannon. I'm currently a freshman at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, I would say like my academic journey started in the seventh grade. Um, I'm a former Girl Scout. I've been one since I was in the third grade. 
So my Girl Scout troop leader, she was actually a Penn alumni. And for one of our Girl Scout trips, she took us to the University of Pennsylvania. And I set like foot on campus and I was like, oh my gosh, I am like in love with this school. And I know I'm like, I'm only, I was only in the seventh grade at the time. And I didn't really like know what what exactly I wanted to do yet, but um, I knew that I wanted to go to UPenn. Uh, In the eighth grade, I actually joined um, the Girl Scout Leadership Institute. And that was like basically a program through like Girl Scouts headquarters that like just introduced us to a lot of business um, associated things. I was also already like previously like interested in business from growing up with my dad. He was um, a CVS store manager and I would sometimes like go in the store like with him like late at night when it wasn't really busy and like he would like teach me like about like pay stubs or like how to like basically like do customer service. Like one time I remember I was helping this lady and I was like, oh, do you need help like fighting items? And like, I was like nine and she's like, um, no, thank you. I was like, okay, have a nice day. (laughs) But, um, that's like kind of like where I got my first like taste of business. But when I actually started doing the programs and things like that, I got like, I went to like swell and like, I got to talk to like different like CEOs and just like, know like I was like, I knew for sure I was interested in business. Like, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. But I didn't know exactly like where I wanted to go. And then one day I was just scrolling on YouTube. And then I came across like investment banking and like private equity. And I was like, and then I did more research on like Investopia and then just like other, like, and I would go like on Reddit or like I would watch like people that were like in investment banking. And I was like, I really want to do this. And then I learned about the first workings opportunity in my junior year when I had actually transferred to um, Democracy Pep Harlem High. And in my interview, I had mentioned it. And then that's like how I got paired with my mentor as well. So I've like had like a big journey of like going um, from school of the future to uh, Democracy Prep. uh, And that's how like I essentially like ended up at Penn. That's really terrific. Was it common for people in your neighborhood where you grew up to be in Girl Scouts? It wasn't very common. I've. How did you get connected? What 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 drew you to that? My friend, actually, when I was in the third grade, she was in the second grade and her mom was talking to my mom and just was like, oh, you should like put Shannon in Girl Scouts. And I was and my mom like was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then I just I loved it. And I stuck with it like ever since. That's terrific. That's really amazing. And what are you majoring in at at Penn? Uh, I plan on doing finance. Finance. Yeah. So that's an outgrowth of your first workings experience, getting connected to all that. Yeah. Um, I'm really intrigued. Uh, I could tell as I was watching you and listening to you talk about being with your dad in the store that that was like, that was super exciting and fun uh, for you. What was it uh, that made it so exciting and fun? I just, I don't know. Like I went like in school, I learned, I liked math and things like that. So like being able to like bring like math and then like also like business together was just like really great for me. And then younger, when I was younger, it was just, I was sometimes like shy. So like my dad would be like, oh, like help this customer. Or he would just like teach me little things here and there. Or like even like how like to like examine like numbers for like stores or mm-hmm. just like things like that. So yeah, those people skills, uh, learning that stuff is so important, right? I mean, that that just shows up everywhere that you go in life, you know, that starting out so young, um, learning how to serve other people and, you know, connect to them and make them feel welcome and all of that. That's terrific. Okay, well, this is going to be a great conversation. I can already tell. Um, uh, Momadou, uh, t- tell us about your background. Um, yeah, hi, um, I'm Momudu Jata. Um, I'm originally, I was born in the Gambia and I came here when I was really young. Um, when I came, I didn't really speak um, any English at all. Um, even though like the Gambia is, the main language there is English. I came here speaking none and I had to learn in early school. Um, eventually I ended up at Democracy Prep in middle school, which really um, started my like journey 
I would say that really started my journey um up until now because there I really got a sense of like um what's out there for me like what I like they give me a sense of what I could do um because coming from where like coming from the South Bronx where I stayed in America a lot of things and equity opportunities weren't available to people in my neighborhood but when I went to Darcy Prep they really showed me um what people could do and like what someone from my own where I'm background could is possible is like capable of um in eighth grade I went to a classroom called Dartmouth College um that was my advisory in like in eighth grade so we 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 do this thing where like every classroom was named after uh, like a really prestigious school um just to show like show kids that you know what's out there what schools are possible that for you guys to do and like the other things that are available to you. Um, yeah, this had a really, really big impact on me because it, it allowed me to like actually do research in for like schools and like colleges from like a really young age. When I did this research, I really, I, that's when I really knew that I went to college. I really wanted to go to college and like college was for me. And this was something I, I wanted to do to just not only for myself, but for like my family and like in America and back home and like learning skills that would allow me to go back and translate and help my community in Africa. So this ended up for me to search for careers that would not only make me money, but like teach me things that would allow me to help go back and change some of the situations that were in Africa, you know? Like a lot of it to do with like finance and sustainability, which brings me to like what I'm studying right now in college. I'm an economics and environmental science double major. And I'm learning like all these different things about like the environment and how these things impact um, developing countries such as Africa. And I'm learning all types of um, things about development economics and finance. And hopefully I'm able to like apply it to um, my community back home. Um, when I, re when I, I learned about first workings in junior year and at first I actually thought I was gonna go into software engineering. You know, like that's where I thought first workers was going to take me. That's where I thought the path was going to go down. But it eventually like turned out to be investment banking because I feel like it's more directed to like my passions in life, like after college and like what I want to do and how I want to like what impact I want to have in my communities. You know, that's that's really great story. How old were you when you moved to the United States? Um, I was around eight years old, eight years old. Mm -hmm. So. That was a pretty steep climb then, even at, I mean, usually younger kids have, you know, an easier time picking up a new language. And eight is still pretty young, obviously, but uh, it, that must have been a real adventure, you know, just sort of adapting to all of that. How did, did you just sort of pick up the language um, just being in the environment um, were there special classes? What was, how, how did that go? Um, yeah, it was kind of just like, like I, I kind of assimilated, like mm -hmm. I used to watch like a lot of like TV and like YouTube mm -hmm. videos and I used to read a lot, like when I was younger. So, um, like that really helped me like really assimilate smoothly to like American culture and like, just like the language. I don't know. Like, I, like, I feel like oftentimes the way my English developed is pretty funny because like, I used to watch like, like YouTube videos and old TV shows. So like I get a lot of references and the way I speak is in a lot of like references that I assume like people would get, but like oftentimes it's like obscure. I don't know. <laughs> you're uh, tell me, you're, are you at Dartmouth then, or are you? Yeah, where, uh, I you are? I'm in college right now. Okay, yeah, you're at Dartmouth. Okay, well, good introductions. Thanks so much for um, helping our listeners get to know you a little bit um, before we launch into the discussion about um, first workings. So first question. I'd like you to talk a little bit about the mentors in your life who've had a big influence. Um, don't have they don't have to be people from first workings. They can be if you want to include those. But just who are the people when you look back uh, at your life that you look at them as people who really had a big influence in shaping your direction or uh, helping you find your direction? And let's start with um, Shannon first. I would definitely say my first like mentor and like the person that like made like an impact in my life would be like from school would be my fourth grade teacher, Miss On. 
I was um believe it or not I like hated math up until the fourth grade (laughs) so I she actually like she kind of installed the growth mindset in me like I went from I don't really like math to I love math like fourth grade on was like when I was like I love math because she showed me that like there's like different methods to math and like there's not just like one way to do things and that it's not that like I'm bad at it I just have to practice so she was like my very first mentor. So uh, that's really interesting. I mean, the the whole idea of we do tend to think uh, when it comes to technical subjects like math, like there's this there's this one way to solve the problems, and you have you have to focus on learning that way. So how did uh, what? Can you give a specific example of how she helped you sort of shift your thinking about? the way that you approach the subject matter? So like I would get a math problem. I would sit there and I would literally redo the math problem the exact same way, like each time. And she'd be like, there's another way to do it. If you don't understand this method, just because like you don't understand one method doesn't mean that like you should like stay on that one method and just like struggle for all of math. If you understand this method, use this method and go with it. Like she just taught me like, different ways like i would look at the problem be like all right let me solve it erase it and then do it the exact same way again and she was like no like do it this way because you can there's other ways to do it so you find yourself making up your own ways of solving problems um sometimes yeah like even like in my own life like now like that like i of course like take advice from like everyone like around me like even like when i'm like not just like math problems too, just like, it's like a thing in life. Like just because one person did it this way, doesn't mean like you have to do it this way. Like even like registering for classes, like talking to like some seniors and like freshmen, they're like, yeah, do classes in this order because of this, that, and the third. And I'm like, well, I'll do it like this way because like, this is how like I like work. So it's just like, even like from when I was young and like, that's just like been insult over like, like my life. Like even I wasn't originally I didn't originally go to Democracy Prep Harlem High. I actually had transferred um, in my sophomore year. And when I was transferring, it was like people were like, oh, you shouldn't like transfer because like that's not like a great look on your transcript. And I was like, well, like that's going to be like unique to me. And I'm going to transfer to DP. Yeah. Life life is a set is a problem set uh, in many ways. Right. (laughs) So you're always looking for ways of adjusting your approach, uh, to solving the problem. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of fun actually in solving the problems. Um, as you, I think, I think you found out, um, Emily, how about you? Who are the, who are the big influences for you? Yeah. So, um, the biggest influences are actually from first working. So what my very first mentor was, um, from like my internship at Heart Pictures and his name is Dio Harwood. Um, he was the producer at that company at the time. And he was just very helpful. Like um, he knew that I was very interested in film and um, wanting to go into the entertainment industry. And he was just very helpful on giving me advice on like what I should do, um, help me by writing me recommendation letters um, for when I was applying to college and also when I was applying to internships. Um, and even like when he moved on to working as a creative director for Viacom CBS, he, you know, would give me like job opportunities, like put my name out there and give my my number to recruiters who are looking for production assistance and um, get me, you know, jobs on set, um, on sets and like, you know, has been helping me for years now and I still keep in contact with him till this day and not only that but um also in the very beginning Kevin um like the founder of First Workings and also Chloe Malarkey who um was working um in the very beginning stages of First Workings as well they were very like much like just very like hands-on and wanted to support like were very supportive as well like even to this day um like also with giving me job opportunities and stuff like that. Like it was just very like a, a support system from the very early on um, till now. And it's, it's been amazing to just keep in contact with them and like 
to have like the relationship like very um like just to have them like support me and like allow me to you know grow and and continue to give me opportunities Perfect. Shannon, you had your hand up there for a second. Did you want to say something about that? Yeah, I was just adding, I just want to add on to how like hands-on Mr. Davis is. He like the first workings, it's not just like a program, it's like a family, basically. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you need help, like whether it's like even like in personal life or like just like it's not just like personal develop, like professional development. It's also like personal development for yourself. Like even down to like having conversations about like COVID, like, or just checking ins, like we'll have check-ins once in like a while, like, Oh, like, Hey, like, how's everyone doing? And first we're going to like, always oh, they'll email and be like, Oh, if you need help with the email, just please like reach out. And even like with my mentor, um, personally, he has like given me so much advice and like has guided me like, from like my journey from like when I was literally a junior over the summer to like now and like as just like Emily I'm still connected to my mentor yeah I just wanted to add on to Shannon on the aspect of like first working is being with a family more more than like just a program I felt like from the first time from my first meetings to like up until now like I always felt a part of like something bigger not just like a one-on-one um thing just to get me into this like company for the summer but um the alumni outreach and just the entire experience was like it felt welcoming and um actually was like helpful and useful like throughout not only like my experience like the later half in high school but like even up until now yeah kevin is, is a super hands-on guy like he even like he even went with me to like pick out a suit for my um internship like you know i got it like tailored with him like he talked to me about the different things and his experiences in like the field that i would be going to and the people that they choose from these companies are really like r- really there for you and will really like take that time of the day out of their professional lives to like help you get adjusted into the company. And the relationships that you build with them last far beyond the internship. Like up until, like, I'm still like in, co- in like contact with my manager from this time. He helps me about not only about things in the like IB world where he, he works at, but just like um how to navigate in like college um how he found his passions in college like things he did and that are really like just really helpful for me like right now as a student yeah so that's a that's a really important point that i want that i was going to get to later but let's do it now because i think it's such an important kind of avenue to explore so here you are you're this young guy you know you're living in the south bronx you're you know you're you're from overseas you've had this you know, amazing, you know, personal journey. Um, and, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of investment banking. What were the biggest shocks to the system for you um, as you adapted to this new environment um, that you found yourself in and how did the mentors help you uh, and be as specific as you can? Like a big shock for me would have to be like adapting to like office culture and like, um how these spaces run because there's obviously like a hierarchy of um how things work in like ib firms and stuff like that but um the case in the case of like how my manager helped me he helped me like navigate through these things because i wasn't like something that would be simple to them like uh lunch period our lunch is this time and we can just go whenever talking to other like interacting with other um employees or interacting with other people like that are in higher positions than you just like things like like things like that where it would be like completely foreign to me was there a time when uh you were you were feeling kind of out of depth out of your depth and and the mentor kind of noticed and said okay here's here's what's going on in this situation here's how you need to respond i mean was that that kind of uh coaching or was it more you're going to them and saying i just don't understand this can you help me understand it um, it was a little bit of both um I'm, one time we had like there was a board meeting that i had to go to and my, my manager helped me get ready for that prepare for that like type what things i would say and like etiquette during the meeting he like helped me specifically with that but there was another time where like he helped me um like secure a conversation with the CEO of the, of the firm 
you know, and that was way out of my depth, way out of my breath. I've never talked to any CEO before this moment. So I was just, I didn't know what to do, but we said, he sat down with me, talked to me about certain things that I want to talk about. And I also, I ran by some questions with him to see if oh, this is okay. Should I ask this? You know, just like picking his brain for these different things. And eventually I got to talk with the CEO. I think it went well. So it's like, yeah, just things like that. It helped me really navigate like office culture, talking to specific people and like what conversations um, like I want to be having just to learn the most out of my internship, you know? Emily, what do you make of all this? Yeah, honestly, like um, just for me, first workings has always been something that I don't know, like it has been as someone from the South Bronx who hasn't had that many opportunities, who hasn't had, I guess, hope um, of getting out of like the neighborhood and stuff like that, like definitely just being given so many opportunities and being given so many like just support from so many different people, not just from Kevin, not just from, you know, the people, you know, who work at First Workings, but also their partners is like, I don't know, it's just very kind of like amazing. And also like, it gives me a lot of hope into like actually being able to accomplish like the goals that I have and to actually believe that um, the goals that I have are attainable and like, I can actually get there one day because um they the way that they kind of like go with the program is they make you know the students really believe and um really like give them opportunities um like Mamadou said like how Kevin allowed him to kind of speak to the CEO of the company and like just stuff like that like really like gives gives you sort of like this this kind of like I don't know like how to explain it, but almost like a pep in your step, like, oh wow, like this I, I never thought that I could um get here, but you know, this like program is actually like allowing me to not only believe that I can get there, but actually like giving me results and like like doing things that I like didn't think that I would have like the opportunity to do. So uh, I want to ask you the same question. Was there a moment where you were in your uh, Starting out in particular, I imagine, or it could have happened later in your in your connection to this um, to this world. But like, I don't understand what just happened, and I don't know how to respond to it. And then the mentor said, "Well, this is what just happened, and this is how this is how you deal with it." Can you think of any instances of something like that? Um. Well, I feel like with my mentor, I like come to him all the time and just like kind of figure out like where exactly I want to go within like the entertainment industry because you can go so many different ways and like being like there's news and there's tv and there's like actual movies and with him like it's very easy to kind of go to him and like try to figure out from his experience and from also people who he knows from their experience just like you know what sort of things like would interest me more but I feel like just with him kind of giving me that advice I feel like I'm able to have a more clear-headed or like a clear plan of like where I want to head um and I feel like also he he just like encourages me to like explore as well um because I don't know I like sometimes I get stuck um, on just one sort of thing. And he kind of like encourages me to explore different things, not only like almost not, not put all my eggs in one basket and just kind of like diversify, you know, see kind of like what I want to do, like explore commercials, explore kids, um, like kids media, explore like, um, you know, different genres and see like what kind of like really interests you. Um, and that kind of like allows me to like get out of my shell because I am very like I, I am someone who can get stuck easily. So usually when people say they get stuck, it's like they they've had a problem they can't solve. But I think what you're saying is that 
you want to, it sounds like what you're saying is that you want to understand whatever it is that you're working on so mm -hmm. completely that you get kind of tunnel vision um, around uh, a topic that you're yeah. working on. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that is true. Um, I can definitely see that within myself. Like I do get tunnel vision at times and um, my mentor does a good job of just like encouraging me to kind of like, you know, or like giving me of other opportunities that I wouldn't think of going into. That's it's such an important point. Uh, I can't, I, I just hope that people who are listening can pick up on this because we, we have a kind of a fetish about specialization, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and being narrow uh, in our interests and in our, you know, what we're pursuing and the economy is such these days that it doesn't really pay because yeah. if you get too narrow, then the technology changes and people don't need that particular thing that you know so much about as much anymore. And you need to be able to pivot to uh, another area or, you know, and bring in new technology or whatever it is that is going on. So that, I think it's just it's just extremely important for people, especially young people, not to get too focused. You know, like uh, there's a great book on this. Recommend everybody. David Epstein is the author, and it's called Range, and it talks about the importance of having diverse uh, skill sets uh, so that you can adapt and shift and change um, with the with a environment that's just changing all the time too. Um, Okay, so Shannon, what about you? Who uh, tell us about your interactions with mentors? Um, well, with my mentor from First Workings, uh, he's from the firm um, Lazard, and he has taught me like just so much. So, but what what's Lazard? Tell everybody what Lazard is. Oh, Lazard! It's a firm. It's basically just it's an asset like management firm and like they like do like mergers and like acquisitions and just like different things like that. He does like real estate. Like one of the biggest things that like I had, like I didn't like know like a lot about like private equity and just like investment making and all those things. So like, so I literally just like, didn't know, like he told me a lot about like where, when do like, I just, like what hard skills do I have to have? Like what soft skills and just, like what should like what's like the etiquette to like have and like just like different like like during negotiations like what to do and like what not to do like things like that and it just like gave me in a lot of insight on like what I should be doing now and just it made me feel like more prepared and like less nervous like for the future because it's like I have like a plan and if like the plan doesn't go like according to the plan that's okay because like I know what to do like to get back on track and things like that. So just like a lot of maybe you wind up on a track that you hadn't anticipated too. I mean, it's, yeah. maybe you're <laughs> that's awesome. Here's a question for all of you. I'd like to hear your response to. I I was once asked to contribute to a chapter of a book on how to help disadvantaged students sort of access the um, sort of the mainstream of the economy. What what do we need to do to make it easier? for people from diverse backgrounds to one of the ideas that we talked about in that book was this issue of something called code switching. You guys know, is that you're familiar with the concept of like, this is who I am at home and I have to go to work and I have to be something different at work than I am at home. That's true for all of us. Uh, but that the, the more distance as it were, not actual physical distance, but social cultural distance, there is the bigger the sort of code switching task is to translate yourself between these worlds. Do you find that to be a challenge? You're, you're walking into Lazard, which is a very famous, but very large company um, with its own very unique culture uh, and and it's also embedded in the whole, you know, private equity, investment banking, you know, acquisitions world, which is, you know, has has its culture and so on. How has that code switching 
been for you in your um, in your internships uh, and in your in your experiences? Well, I felt like I personally I've learned that like it's okay if you don't know it all. Like even if like talking to my mentor, if I didn't like know know something that like he was talking about, I would like stop and say like, oh, like what's this exactly? Or like, can you explain this further in depth? I feel like a lot of people like go into like investment banking or just like finance or like business things in general, thinking that like they have to know it all, but you actually like learn more from just like listening to those around you and like asking questions. So definitely like ask questions and just like, and even if like someone does, like if you can't ask the question in the moment, write it down and like go back to it later. Like I, I actually just like did like an interview the um, other day with like TradeWeb and someone was like talking about ESG, like investing for like one of our like we had to do like a fake like Shark Tank um, idea. And I wasn't like sure like what ESG stood for. But then like I actually was like, oh, like I know what ESG stands for. I just didn't know like the acronym for it at the time. And then like just like stopping to like ask questions. And like I just learned so much for like the interview process and just like going through like fresh, like as like a freshman, it was kind of like intimidating at first because I was with people that were like in grad school, like at the internship. And I was like, wow, like these people like really know a lot, but like I was also like learning in the process. Mm -hmm. So like just learning from like going to like to internships, like even if you don't get it, like don't think as like I didn't get like the internship like you got like information and you learned like something from like other people and like even like with my mentor he has like taught me like so much like about like the etiquette of like being like loyal to like your firm or just like knowing like like how to prepare yourself like how to like present yourself things like that mm-hmm. um yeah yeah go ahead i, I could speak to more like um the appearance in the, the, the course switching of like appearance um in like these firms like obviously where i grew up and the like the expectation of like appearance of where i grew up and like the expectation of, of appearance like in a firm such as um lazard um are completely different um especially um in like regards of like hair what you wear um how you speak um they're completely different than like what i'm used to it's like a place that like um we've seen in the past like had like touchy like areas you know with having to like switch like hairstyles like having like hairstyles like be unprofessional and like what you're seeing but um like during my internship like i had an afro like i had a you know i had like a big like afro and i feel like in a lot of these spaces um moving towards more like 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 we're moving towards these spaces being like more acceptable for like people that like look like me this is exactly the point i'm trying to get to which is did that feel burdensome to you um, did it feel like you were having to be somebody different than you really were in order to fit into these environments? Nothing like changed with who, like who I was. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I had to act a different way. It's like a matter of like looking presentable, you know, in like the way that I like the way that I look. You know, it's not it's not like oh I have to like perm my hair. You know what I'm saying? I have to, I just like have to look presentable in the way I, that I like naturally look, which means just like buying up you know collar nice nice suit belt like the clothes that you the clothes that i'm wearing but i never had to like actually like change like any root in myself like cut my hair um you know get a perm or something like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that's really helpful um i we want to be we want we want professional opportunities that are going to be open and welcoming Uh, and we also, and, and yet these are also institutions that have to represent themselves to clients and mm-hmm. to, uh, communicate a kind of, you know, you can trust me. Uh, and, and, and so I'm always, I'm always curious, how do people, how do people make that leap, you know, into um, without feeling like they're surrendering their personality or, or their heritage or, um, you know, the, the things that make them who they are at the same time. So I want to give Emily a chance to sort of weigh in on this too. I feel like with code switching, especially like at work versus at home, I don't think that I necessarily like, um, surrender a piece of myself when I'm code switching I just have it in my mind that when I'm at work I have to have a a 
you know, I have to be more professional, speak uh, more properly. Whereas at home, I could be more like lax, you know, more like I, I say, like at work, I have to like switch on to my customer service voice versus at home where I'm just like more free to just, um, you know, be myself. And I feel like um, with that being said, um, I don't think that I have to like when I'm at work, I have to kind of like be someone else because in the in thankfully, like in the jobs that I have worked at, they're like not necessarily like they're very like big on diversity. And so when it comes to like, you know, wearing like specific clothes or like just keeping it professional, of course, but like wearing specific clothing and stuff like that, like wearing your hair in different like styles, like they're very open to that. Like um, in some of the sets that I've worked on, like I've seen like it be very diverse and like just many people like being themselves, like joking around and I feel like that definitely has um, allowed me to be a little bit more comfortable in spaces, but also with um, just me, like in the back of my head, like being like, okay, you're still in a professional setting. So you have to be more professional and like speak a certain more um, way and just like, you know, be more upbeat. Very interesting. And Shannon, I know you had your hand up. I think you wanted to add something. Yeah, actually, like, I feel like a lot of businesses now are actually like, they're taking like, like not to like get off like sidetrack or like co-searching, but like I this might be like kind of part of it. But um, a lot of businesses now, like they talk about like they have like conversations like about like like history, like Lazard. They have like on their Instagram page, like they posted about like MLK and just like had like people from like the company talking about it. So just like I feel like little things like that, like kind of like adds on like that you're still able to be yourself within like code switching like you're still able to have like conversations like that or just like just different things like yeah i mean i think it's true it certainly was true for me i remember when i you know first came to uh washington dc in 1986 i was from oregon grew up in a very small town uh and here i was in the big city you know in politics And there was just a whole lot of learning that had to be done. And mostly, I I think I was aided in that by being kind of the person who likes to observe uh, and understand, you know, what the rules are, the unwritten rules about, you know, how to engage and how to not engage, you know, what's what's acceptable behavior. Fortunately, in politics, there's a uh, I was on Capitol Hill, but. You know, I'm a pretty reserved person, pretty formal just by nature. And that actually fit very well with a culture in which discretion is really highly valued, you know, like being people knowing that you're not going to embarrass them by what you say and do. Um, so that's uh, I, I think everybody has to do this. But I do think um, uh, people who are not part of the majority uh, do have to sort of a special burden um, because that, like I said, the cultural distance is, is further. Um, so let's um, let's move on uh, and talk a little bit about what's your big takeaway um, from first workings. Um, either you can think about a lesson learned or an opportunity that opened up for you. And um, let's start with Momodu. Biggest takeaway I had from first workings was that was really just the importance of like social capital and like mm-hmm. things around you because like it really it really changes your path in life, especially like the influence that you have, the influences and like the opportunities that you have available to you like at such early age. Like for example, like my father like really installed like a sense of like the importance of education for me in the like along with. Um, the middle school that I went to from a young age. So that like drove my passions, like, you know, later on in life. So like working, working like in front of the right people, um, networking and, you know, just like socializing in these spaces with like and gaining more social capital are really important to like individual success, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's incredibly important. Emily, what about you? What's the, what's the big takeaway? 
Yeah, so I was actually going to say the same thing as Mamadou. Like, um, one thing that they instill in us in First Workings is just the importance of networking and um, getting to know people and growing your social capital because um, honestly, like, you know, the the phrase is, is not what you know, it's who you know is very important. Like, it, it's very, like, um, relatable. And, you know, I've gotten, like, to work on big sets like through my mentor i've i was able to like be on set of the mtv movie and tv awards and other big sets and you know i wouldn't have been able to have those opportunities without like knowing someone who cared enough to allow me to come on to these sets and just like experience it like firsthand and that's definitely something that you know i take with me every day and even like when people ask for advice, I'm like, honestly, like start, start like building up your social capital because it's definitely important. Yeah. So it is important. I mean, it's such a, you know, we, again, we tend to think, well, if I learn this particular skill, film editing or how to use Excel, Excel in the finance sector, or, you know, some, I'm going to, I'm going to get really good at this. And the reality is, that those things are extremely important, but they're only their their value is when they're connected to those social networks that make it possible to um, you 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 put it as it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I would add a third to that. It's like who knows you? Um, you know, uh, your reputation as a person, and what people say about you to other people uh, is is just like so critical um, in terms of career pathways and career success. Um, so it's what you know, it's who you know, and then it's who knows you and is willing to represent you to others. You know, that's those are all those things all work together. But I would I would say like the first one, what you know. It's not that it's unimportant, but of the three things, it's probably the least important of the three. Um, you know, it's like you're going to learn so much on the job that what you bring in initially is just a tiny piece of what you of the value that you will eventually bring to to the company. Shannon, let's hear from you. What's the big takeaway? I wanted to add on about like social capital, but like also like maintaining relationships and like, yes, your mentor is like there to like help you and guide you, but like also like understanding that like you're there to support your mentor as well. So like personally, like my mentor, he's like had events and like I've attended and like, and you get to like learn more about them, like outside of like the professional, like world, like what do they stand for? Like, what do they support? So just like being also there for like your mentor. Okay, uh, we are almost out of town. I really wanted to get to this last uh, question, which is well, really two questions. So, what's next for you? What do you? How do you see each see your life developing at this point? Um, you know, where where do you think you're trying to get to? All with the understanding that you know, life is life is organic. It's not subject to a plan. Um, it, you, you can have goals, but plans don't always work out the way that we expect them to. So with that understanding, kind of where do you see yourself going? Let's start with with Emily. Definitely. My biggest goal is to um, direct, um, be a film director, a TV director, um, and also write. Um, I definitely want to write scripts because I just love um, storytelling and I want I feel like I'm very introverted and it's very difficult for me to like, you know, I'm socially awkward sometimes. So it's difficult for me to like kind of like articulate sometimes. But with film and with writing, I'm able to kind of express like so much. And um, I feel like it also can be very fluid. Um, So if I don't want to, you know, do one thing, I can kind of like, you know, it. I feel like there's so many different ways and so many different adventures I can go through with, um, you know, film directing and stuff like that. But more short term, I definitely want to get a full time job at um, a media company to just like, you know, learn and also to continue growing my social capital. That's terrific. What it reminds me of is how many people who are shy and introverted, and I'm one of those people, too. So I, I feel you uh, on this. Um, 
actually getting up on a stage uh, in a way is like gives you this opportunity to express things, to almost adopt another character, you know, to be uh, somebody other than the person that you see yourself as, you know, and really then project you end up projecting more of who you are. So I think you're, I think you're onto something there about, uh, uh, you know, like people like you are very internal. You're thinking all the time, you know, and the rest of the world needs to get access to all of that thinking that you're doing. Yeah, thank um, you. so this is a, it's a great way to do it. Mamadou, what do you think? What's your, what's your next step? Um, right now I just plan to uh, finish school. Um, I want to go into investment banking after I graduate and I'm a sophomore. So like that means recruitment, recruiting is like right around the corner for me. So just like just studying for interviews, um, learning as much as I can uh, up until then. And yeah, do well in school and yeah, do, do well in your interviews and try to get back to the investment banking world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrific. Okay. Shannon. I plan on becoming better at like LBO like modeling and just becoming more proficient in Excel like for like short term and the long term I also like want to go into like investment banking uh and I want to like explore a little bit more like I've been exploring like consulting so I'm going to continue doing that and like just learning how to case and think differently about like problems and also give back to like my community so like and I want to do that like through like financial literacy so like I plan on doing that like this semester. Mm-hmm. So doing like some teaching or um, yeah. courses available to the public to come in and learn about. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, it, it's terrific to hear from, I think, from all of you, from each of you about that sense of kind of obligation, you know, a desire to return, um, pay it not necessarily pay it back, but maybe pay it forward um, into into the world. Maybe you'll all wind up as first working mentors uh, someday. Um, and uh, I think that would be great. So thanks so much for your time. You've been very generous um, and um, really look forward to hearing more about your adventures someday and check in in a year and see how things are going. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Hardly Working. I'm your host, Brent Orell, and I hope you tune in next time to learn more about the state of workforce development in America. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. Let us know at vocation at AEI.org if there are any topics you'd like us to cover. As always, we hope you find the job that fits so well, it feels like you're hardly working.